Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And of course, there is no better way to do that than by getting lost in the pages of a book that is so doggone riveting you cannot put it down. And today's guest has written just such a book. Anne Michaud is a veteran political journalist who is currently a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. But prior to this, she wrote a nationally syndicated column for Newsday and was twice named Columnist of the Year. Over her career, Anne has won more than 25 writing and reporting awards. But she's joining us today to share all about her book, Why They Stay, which focuses on the extraordinary lives and emotional struggles of eight political wives whose marriages have made the news for years. When I say this book is riveting, I mean it, and the topic is so fascinating, I can't wait to get started. Welcome, Anne. Thank you, Mary Eileen. (laughs) Well, first off, uh, as I said, riveting, fascinating. I'm running out of descriptive words, but I will share with you. The book grabbed my attention so much. I read it in two days and had my calendar allowed it. I would have sat all day long and, and just couldn't put it down. But so let's start out by you giving us an overview of the book. Uh, you know, something that you know about the women that you chose, and what led you to want to delve into the lives of these fascinating women. Well, thank you for that introduction. That was so kind, and I'm glad you liked the book. Um, so it's. Uh, called Why They Stay, Sex Scandals, Deals, and Hidden Agendas of Eight Political Wives. And I ended up, um, not, it's not exactly a tell-all. It's, it's more of a respectful look um, at the lives of these women who we've only seen in the news. And, you know, I was part of that news media. I was covering the men's political scandals. Um, I just, not all of them, but I covered Bill Clinton, um, Elliot Spitzer, who was governor in New York, and uh, Anthony Weiner, who was also a New Yorker a congressman. And as they came upon these um, political scandals, I could see that they were getting advice to, you know, have your wife stand next to you, have her vouch for you, and they seemed as though the women were being used as props, in a sense, to maintain political support for the husband. So I wanted to tell their stories. I wanted to look at them, um, you know, as how they grew up, how they met their husbands, how what lessons these um, stories had or these events had for, for their children. Oh, we have a we have a guest on the show too. <laughs> well, I, but there, you know, obviously there are a lot of political wives running around. How did you happen to select the eight women that you chose to profile? Well, I think you know, two the two um, Eleanor Roosevelt and Jackie Kennedy are sort of iconic, right? In their um, in the history of, of political wives. So those two got in pretty early. Um, I was beginning my research in 2014 when it looked as though Hillary Clinton would run for president. And I thought, well, 
there's definitely a big question mark about her, why she stayed, what her attitudes and beliefs were as a as a young person and, and as a wife. And um, I don't know. There were a lot of people to choose from. And I, I think I just um, went for the ones where I had a little bit more insight because I had covered their husbands or... Um, they just intrigued me for one reason or another. Well, intrigue you and intrigue the, you know, the people who are lucky enough to get their hands on this book because uh, some of the women I didn't know that much about, I felt I knew a lot about a number of these women, but boy, did you come up with some you know things, aspects of their lives that totally surprised me. Uh, I want to ask you about your own surprises in a minute, but before we get into that, I, I just want to let everybody know you give at the beginning of the chapter for each of the women you give them a white queen white queen i can't say white queen <laughs> rating how yes. do you what, what is the, your reasoning behind that so i had researched the book and had found all these commonalities among the women and my editor said can you please come up with a, a little bit of a um shorthand to explain their motivations. And I found a figure in history, Elizabeth Woodville, who was known as the White Queen because she was part of the war um, on the White Roses side in the War of the Roses in the in England in the 1400s. And um, so she had a lot of these same characteristics, which are um, they, they're very patriotic. They show a desire to care for their families emotionally. Um, they value security. They are interested in building a legacy for themselves and their children. And they often follow some very traditional or patriarchal ways of looking at the world. So I used um, Elizabeth Woodville, the White Queen, as a way to say, okay, if you compare these modern women to her, um, you know, how, how do they stack up? Are they as motivated to keep their power and um, security as this woman was? Well, and you mentioned the word power, and of course that seems to underlie, or the uh, you know the desire for their own power or reflected power, or whatever, seems to kind of underscore each one of the women's motivations, maybe. Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit. I mean, do you feel after doing your research that political wives, especially at that level, um, share certain traits that some of us might not? I think they have a lot in common with um, private women as well. You know, I think you want maybe you stay in the marriage for security or maybe you feel as though emotionally it's better for everyone involved if you stay in the marriage. Um, but I think there's also there are elements that are particular to the um, political couples. And, and one of those is that they have this idea of the legacy of their um, family, you know, what will people say years from now? Or they're trying to make sure that their husbands um, remain viable as a political candidate. So those are things that you do find very much factoring into their, um, their thinking. 
Well, and a number of them, I mean, I would say, I'm trying to think if it was half of them or, you know, anyway, at least three of them, as I, if memory serves, were lawyers or attorneys. And so there was a certain element, a lot of times, you know, a lot of political figures start out in the field of law. I mean, that, that kind of was a common thread, I thought. Yeah, that's true. I think um, Wendy Vitter was, she was married to David Vitter, who was a U.S. senator from Louisiana. And at the time, he, um, his name was listed as a client of a woman who was known as the D.C. Madam. And he had been visiting her and that came out in public. Um, Interestingly, he got reelected. And, um, even though there was this scandal and um, he and and Wendy did one press conference and said, you know, we're going to deal with this issue now. We're going to talk to the press about it. And then we're putting it behind us and they never have talked about it publicly again, which seems to have been a pretty good strategy for them. And also got them a lot of points with the Republican party because, um, Wendy Vitter was named to the bench, federal bench, by um, President Trump. So years after their scandal, you know, they quieted it down. David stopped running for office, and he's a lobbyist now. And Wendy has a very good um, appointment for life as a federal judge. Wow. Well, I, I, I alluded a couple of minutes ago about the fact that I learned so many new aspects of the women's lives from reading your book. It, it really surprised me how little I knew, actually. But, and I don't want you to ask you to give too much away, but were there any insider stories or anything that you discovered that surprised even you? Yeah. I, I'm um, originally from Massachusetts, and we have this big, you know, Kennedy fascination. And... um I was surprised by some of the things I learned about Jackie Kennedy. Um, for example, that she consulted a um, doctor to try to figure out, you know, what are men like in bed? What could I be doing better to um, to keep my husband from straying so much? That kind of, you know, there there are aspects of this where you just, you feel... You know, on an emotional level, you read about this, and and you feel for these women. And, yeah, like what you say about Jackie, I mean, you know, you think of her, one thinks of her, I think of her, you know, as this glamorous figure and all. But it must have at times really hurt her deeply about, and the others, of course, as well, uh, that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and the fact, too, I mean, all marriages have certain difficulties, but all of this, of course, was played out so publicly. Mm hmm I think that really makes it, gives me a lot of sympathy for the women involved, is the public aspect of what they have to go through. Well, like like you say, standing next to their man, kind of in a the role as a, a stage prop almost, uh, must mm-hmm. have been humiliating added to that. But Well, and Anne, I, I want to ask you, I know you're an award-winning journalist. You're used to doing research. You're used to finding out fascinating information about people. But with some of this, the research had to have been a little bit tricky. So did, did you ever talk with friends or staffers or anything, or were you able to interview any of the wives personally, or how did you go about it? A lot of it was 
just in the public record, by which I mean it's been in books and um, articles, and um, that's at least for the the more historical couples that I researched. Um, As for the current people, um, I tried to interview Melania Trump. I didn't end up speaking directly to any of the women. but I did speak to a number of people who, a couple of people who were consultants to the president, um, Roger Stone and Michael Caputo, uh, spoke to um, a political psychologist, um, a professor in, at the University of Slovenia who was re- Melania's contemporary and could talk about, you know, what the expectations were for women um, growing up there. So there was a lot of sort of, you know, um, reporting around the edges, I would say. Well, and too, with the information you gathered, oh boy, I mean, it's a page turner. <laughs> well, speaking of a page turner, uh, and the topic is so fascinating, but what do you as author want your readers to take away from the book? Well, I think I'd like them to be a little bit more um, suspicious of the kabuki theater that um, these couples, and especially the wives, are are being um, encouraged to participate in when there's a sex scandal. I think there's it's very calculated to um, demonstrate the right image, keep the husband in office, keep him electable. And um, I just think that people should be a little bit, um, look at that with a little bit of um, skepticism and say, you know, I'm not sure that that she's really all in here. <laughs> you know, she's, she may be, have a lot of misgivings about what's going on. Absolutely. Well, and I think now, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but out of the eight women, seven of them stayed, right, throughout, am I right about that? I mean, there was mm-hmm. only one that got, yeah, that's, a, yeah, I, again, I, I I kept turning the pages, but so uh, some of the, you know, the details a little bit slipped, but I, I just thought that is another added you know, fascinating fact that that the, the vast majority of the women chose to stay. Um, so really interesting. Well, Anne, again, I obviously uh, love this book. Do you have any others? I know you're you've got to be a busy journalist if you're with the Wall Street Journal. But anything else that you might be working on, you can give us a hint about. Well, I'm really right now researching the history of um, women being. Um, admitted to mental hospitals um, against their will and, and actually for their husbands signing them in. I noticed that one of the uh, Roosevelt children, Elliot, tried to have his fourth wife committed so he could take her money and uh, marry someone else. <laughs> so it didn't work out. She, he, didn't, he wasn't successful. But I just thought, wow, that's so weird. And, and I've heard that that was more common than we know. So I'm looking into that one right now. Oh, Anne, that sounds like another goodie, and I hope I'll start begging already. I would love to interview you after you finish that one. It just sounds amazing. 
Well, I've been looking forward to this interview so much. It exceeded my expectations. So thank you, Anne. Thanks for sharing your time uh, and, of course, the background about this incredible book with us. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. Well, for me, obviously, I wish you and great continued success with Why They Stay. And for those of you listening, uh, please check it out. This is one you're going to not only go through quickly as I did because you can't put it down, but return to time and again because it, you know, each time I'm sure you read it, you're going to discover something new and eh, I hate to use the term juicy, but pretty doggone juicy. <laughs> so, and again, it was great speaking with you you and until next time this is mary eileen williams at feisty side of 50 radio sam i'll catch you later bye-bye with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.